Miss Romy, it's time for us to set sail. Oh my gosh, already? Well, okay, Miss Blossom. Let's go. We're gonna talk shit. You know that there's this one meme video of Melania Trump where they edited her to say hello. That's what I was giving just a second ago. Hello. Um, Hi, Romy. Hi. Right now I'm only talking to you um, because (laughs) it's our podcast and it's our podcast called Talk Ship Get Hip. That's true, where we talk ship and get hip to a current episode, a current to you know in the world of this podcast right right episode of the love boat but also our own lives ourselves Mm. our um you know relationships with life love friends people um energy snack foods (laughs) right right but today for the first time ever on episode number five it's not just you and me sister that's true we are bringing our first guest onto this podcast which was a goal that we set out from the beginning um, you know, we, we knew that we wanted to bring our girlies, our friends, our gender inclusive term of girlies in that sense. <laughs> Judy's. Um, Judy's mm, and yeah. Jude's, as I once mm, said earlier, yeah. I think that's good, right? Yeah. Judexes. Sure. Judex. I was going to say Judexes. Yes, so. of course. Um, we have a guest to today. Judexes. We have a very, very special guest. I mean, it was clear to us that, you know, when we were going to have our first guest onto the pod, there was no other answer. I mean, it was almost unanimous between the two of us, which isn't that hard to make a unanimous decision. <laughs> um, but we have someone very special. Let's, let's give her a little bit of an introduction and a background. Um, she is a talented performer. Um, I, I would say a staple of our drag scene for sure. Um, crosses many boundaries of uh, of art forms, not boundaries in general, uh, not interpersonal <laughs> boundaries. Um, crosses many uh, genres, if you will, of drag, burlesque, performance art, parody making, music, dance, um, drama, melodrama. Um, what are some words you want to share for this person in, in the introduction? Um, you know, there's... I, I mean, one thing that I always want to really stress about miscellane latrina is that there's like so much backstory there's so much lore there's so much character building there's so much world building so i would say like arg open world i would say that miscellane is an open world drag um enigma that's perfect on the count of three together bringing to the stage the our first guest on the talk shift get hip universe Celine, Celine Latrine. Latrine. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Blossom and Romy. Of course. I'm thrilled. Um, it's our honor, really. Um, we... The pleasure is mine. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful evening here in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. That's right. Celine, have you potted before? Have you podcasted before? Not in this sense, but I hmm. did participate in a really embarrassing high school radio broadcast program mm. um, when Whoa. I was young. So, so that's adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's not many... We don't have many friends who are potting right now. Romy and I are kind of innovators in that sense, you know. As Usually usual. the ones to uh-huh. instigate trends, darling. Right, right. So it makes sense. But, you know, if it makes you feel better, we haven't had a guest on our podcast before. So, you know, there's newness all around. That's right. The novelty, the newness. I'm happy to be the one breaking in the tradition. <laughs> We're honored to have you here. Thank you so much. For being the first person to share the uh, the couch that yeah. the electric blue couch, yes. mm. you you gorgeous. I'm blending it. Yeah. Oh, couch. I love in that all for the my right sister. Ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was, I mean, I was. I'm trying. Yeah, I was hoping, thinking, dreaming about like not existing anymore. So camouflage <laughs> is a good intro. It's like a green substitute. Screen. Yeah. Sister, we have another guest here, so it's going to be hard for me to deflect the self-deprecating, uh, low-key <laughs> existential energy. I will, well, actually, it's actually better because now I have someone else to diffuse it with, and I don't have to answer and respond mm. to it. I can let my guest also respond to the low-key um, existential crises that my sister slips into this podcast. But, Celine. It's mm, mm-hmm. spice. It's called spice. Mm. Yeah, it's the flavor. With the Y? It's the flavor. Uh, it's the MSG in, <laughs> the, in the soup, darling. Tasty. Mm. Someone left the MSG out in the rain. Not oh, available. Oh, <laughs> someone left the MSG packet out in the rain. What about silica packets? Oh. You put those in your stew? Yes. I mean, the forbidden <laughs> snack, the forbidden tea bag. Right, right. Um, okay, we're going back to basics. So, uh, Celine, you know, mm. we want we want to bring people onto our podcast because uh-huh. we think people are brilliant we think you're brilliant and we want the world to know more about you Thank i mean you. our introduction was pretty good but yeah what, what did we miss tell us more about um the fantasy the reality the world of selena train in your own words let's start there i mean okay. one of the best names period i actually was um still living in chicago a few years ago uh-huh. at this point almost like eight years ago with the name um and my friend who had been doing burlesque and various shows invited me to do a show I had never done like a proper performance before and that was supposed to be the weekend I was moving here across several states for four days and I thought I was going to do a show for the first time oh wow so she was like you got to think of a name you have to have a performer name and so I like stewed on it for a while and Celine Latrine sounded like the right amount of a joke burlesque name and the right amount of like a weird forgotten zinester punk name so i that was kind of what i landed on and stuck with and i just haven't changed it you know sometimes people change their names with like performing and it just hasn't i just take on new characters instead of changing the name which i think is so much smarter i mean like i don't know the rebranding the name change whenever people announce that it's like i don't know the seo of it all between us darling yeah (laughs) we it's i think that this is much more well, smart it's much more on the level yeah and you know i just keep things in the toilet so i guess that's that's what it's all about is that your official catchphrase i don't even have she keeps things in the toilet i you know i was like told you're supposed to have a catchphrase and i say like weird wild hungry drag it's just like weird wild hungry drag i don't even know what Wait, I yeah, love that's that. that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, I don't think I've heard that before. I put it on the it's Instagram. It's your Insta bio, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Th- that's my brand. <laughs> Is it because toilets are 
hungry? Yeah, toilets They're are hungry, hungry for yeah. your shit. <laughs> no. Just like in Look Who's Talking when the... Oh my God, <laughs> that toilet was seriously going there. It's so disturbing. Thank you for bringing that up. This is oh. something that... Mm-hmm. Like this was kind of like a, a an unlocked trauma that <laughs> I had been wanting to talk about in a comedic way to you know synthesize it and well, yeah that toilet there. really wanted he was begging for to the pee pee and the and in there in his mouth <laughs> I mean that's wonderful your your name does let people let your audience know that we will be going you know to the toilet yes like the toilet yeah. humor the water closet the water the loo if you the water loo mm-hmm. if you will the prayer yes. closet um mm-hmm. you brought up some interesting points so you got your start in chicago and also in burlesque more ish yeah i i didn't really perform like in a standard sense like drag or burlesque in chicago i did I did zines and I did a reading series and sometimes in the reading series I would subject people with to what now I realize was proto drag mm. like scripts and characters that were written things but mm-hmm. really honestly like there wasn't a lot of literary merit <laughs> probably to them so what is literary merit that's right but um, so so in that sense, I was like doing stuff at that point. Um, mm. And I told y'all a little bit about the wild show I did when I was at the very end of I grew up in Ohio. Um, and then I went to college there in this town in the middle of nowhere. And there was a like the one venue in town that would have bands and like the cis dudes in town sort of controlled the music scene and the performance scene there. And my friends and I wanted to do sort of like a joke show to, you know, stick it to them a little bit. So we did a fake high school talent show and made ridiculous acts. At that point, I wouldn't have called it an act. Mm. But Mm -hmm. so that was like my probably other than the stuff I filmed in my parents' basement, like the most draggy thing I did. And then doing the writing, doing the zines and now after being here for a little while was when I did actual shows and a proper sense. So, cool. yeah. And how, how long has that been since you've been in Portland? My drag anniversary or whatever you call uh-huh. it is like five years now. It's wow. this month. Yeah. Congratulations. And I don't normally do like the milestone type stuff. But yeah. It is kind of fun to celebrate. You know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Five years it- of shenanigans fierceness many of those years were very strange times where we were mostly doing stuff you know hanging out at home but you know years nonetheless a lot of the (laughs) content that you turned out at home uh with your partner in drag Mm -hmm. topsy tail was really really excellent and i feel like you know there was even more world building with y'all that was brought up from that time Mm -hmm. i feel as though like you used it as an opportunity to like suss out some new characters Mm -hmm. that y'all were maybe workshopping Mm -hmm. really really good stuff um i do really enjoy your backstory and i feel as though one thing you and i bonded over is like this mutual disdain angst toward like the archetypical 2013 like indie rock boy oh yeah and so i love that like that kind of bitterness was Mm -hmm. A launching point for your drag mm-hmm. because I can relate to that a lot. The need to paradise someone because no one else seems to see how ridiculous mm-hmm. they are is such like a moment of artistic solace when you get oh, to yeah. finally do it. That was that definitely is like something that constantly gets generates ideas. <laughs> so 
that's just the jokes about that trope <laughs> you know and Rome and I even did a an act where we it wasn't the cis dudes we were skewering so much but we did the twee twins of the apocalypse oh yeah that was that was the that was the femme <laughs> side of the same aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, it was post indie sleaze so people are talking about <laughs> indie sleaze as like this you know mm-hmm. as as an aesthetic that's you know it's in vogue at the moment but there was a moment after indie sleaze mm-hmm. happened or had its you know alleged heyday in like the mid to late zeros mm-hmm. that was kind of like the twee faux boho faux hippie-ish mm-hmm. bands whom I knew in LA like the singer from I'm a Robot had this like <laughs> fake British accent when mm-hmm. he was doing I'm a Robot and then after that he went to do that Magnetic Sharp mm-hmm. Zeros yep. band yep. where he had like a fake southern accent mm-hmm. and I knew that they were all rich kids from the valley and it mm-hmm. made me so angry <laughs> Mm-hmm. deeply deeply spiteful mm-hmm. anyway i digress i think oh, about yeah. music like that sometimes because it comes on sometimes at my salon oh, but yeah. that's where art that's where your <laughs> point of view comes from is that anger and disdain that's right? Right. Make, like yeah, fabulous art yeah mm-hmm. it's constructive like you know like your bitterness towards something like mm-hmm. that that's the issue i t- that's the issue i take with like the the peace and love of it all sometimes mm-hmm. is like you know being annoyed with something can be so motivating and there's something really beautiful about that artistically oh yeah yeah and the version of that where i was in ohio was this like fetitization Mm. of like the bluegrass right jumping on the train so appropriative yeah like inherently like i i (laughs) am from the dust bowl but i'm at the state university yeah so you know there's yeah that was that was such a fun getting to do like songs and new right. stories has been like so much fun that's been so much of what keeps drawing me back into the characters and to mm. doing drag and like whether it's with Romy and doing the Twee Twins that maybe someday we'll come back from the apocalypse We didn't get to explain the Twee Twins so the Twee Twins <laughs> Yeah tell okay. me more So Misseline um you know and I did this with them this is something that I saw she and Topsy do the other night is there will be these numbers where there's an original song or an Mm -hmm. original song parody that's recorded and then you lip sync to it and one thing i've learned is like when you sing live people are like oh interesting but when you lip sync to a song that's just your voice that Uh you recorded people are gagged (laughs) it's really really interesting Mm. and um that was something that we got to do was we did so the concept the the backstory for the twee twins of the apocalypse was like these 2013 (laughs) <laughs> indie pop um you know lots of bangs yeah yeah like mm. that kind of aesthetic girls um very like zoe deschanel mm-hmm. archetype type girlies of that time quirky. are yeah where the quirky girl we're living I'm in not this, like, like other girls right sure, yeah sure. she's not like the other girls she <laughs> I believe you. sings the fruit of the loom song while record shopping um but like so the concept is that there's been nuclear fallout we're Mm -hmm. in this post-apocalyptic war zone and we're on the shore the oregon coast and there's a bunch of like dilapidated quasi-radioactive carcasses of (laughs) sea animals and since we're not very good hunters or fisher ladies we have to just eat the whatever washes up on a shore (laughs) to survive yeah i knew there was an aquatic element there's an aquatic element uh so that song portions for foxes by rilo Mm -hmm. kiley the chorus being like 
bad news. Baby has bad news. We changed it to crab juice because that's what we were subsisting off of. (laughs) Romy was singing crab juice and then we filled in the blanks of what the story could be as to why. In an afternoon of drinking coffee and smoking weed, it was a whole song. And before (laughs) we knew it, we were performing it three times a week. (laughs) At local lounge. On the one, one time to a very confused group of people. <laughs> well, because you famously have told me, I think both of you, that mm-hmm. this performance came at the right before the fall of the version of Local Lounge as we know oh, it. Oh, before uh-huh. the fall of the House of Local Lounge. Oh, yes. <laughs> you may have ushered it in, if you will. <laughs> I think that's what it was. The power of crab juice. Well, I'm obsessed. I'm. There are so many snippets just between you two of like moments that I've seen and heard of and, and lore and legends. But <laughs> I'm so let's go back a little bit. So five years. So that's 2018 when Selena mm-hmm. Train is kind of hitting right. the stages. But how how was that? Like, where did you perform first? Where? Uh, mm. I'm curious more about like these specific collaborations too. Like mm. um, that wasn't the first. Am I thinking? Am I correct? And is it the Domino's Pizza character that <laughs> that you portrayed? And then, but that Romy also knew about. Or mm-hmm. just walk me a little bit more of the of the beginnings because okay. I also want eventually to get to the last laugh, right? Which we have oh, to. The fi- oh God! The final chuckle. Yes. The final chuckle. But, um, walk us through 2018. Selena Trina is hitting the stages in Portland for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was really looking for something to get me started doing shows um, to whatever extent I was aware of them. I was going to drag shows and burlesque shows at that time. And some folks had been like, oh, you know, some people do a burlesque school. And I I did that, Mm -hmm. um, which was fun because I did dance classes growing up. So that format worked for me. I enjoyed it. And the culmination of it is a number. um, Mm -hmm. And I did... Um, a Talking Heads number that I just recently revamped. It was um, the Billy Bass, Take Me to the River. (laughs) So that was kind of your first? (laughs) That was my first real technical number, yeah. So I did that, and then from there I did some other strange, super esoteric, weird numbers, like about a tap dancer from a public access show um, (laughs) for a horror-themed night and then did did some like more burlesque things and then honestly like through some folks got wind of wolfgang x phantom x who was doing tacky wacky stuff at the time and that was really when i was realizing more like oh i want to do more burlesque stuff but also like more of a drag bent because i've been lip syncing since i was a small kid just Mm. compulsively just can't stop myself so um and then started doing shows through that and then just from there met people and the the chuckle came the chuckle came later i remember i became aware of you seeing you at another um more currently operational uh (laughs) argument i mean like yeah um debatably more cursed mm-hmm. place doing a tacky wacky show you were doing a number about like ketchup or tomatoes or something oh yeah the that was the, the that tap was, dancing that yeah. was the tap dancing ketchup we can say the number. venue too i mean you know we are real we, okay we are real so i was it called for, smash this was probably yes. at 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 smash crumple <laughs> this was probably at crumple in like 2019 what about pinch <laughs> infatuation 
Ooh. Oh, going in a different direction with the word. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I crush. And continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I saw her at Crumple and <laughs> was really, you know, curious. And I was just, you know, I was seeing you do some really interesting stuff. And, but we became closer when we started doing the pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, you keep, is it, is it what they call ch- a pageant or competition? It was, I mean, <laughs> they called it a competition. I called it a pageant because it was the closest thing to a pageant I'd ever considered doing. <laughs> Same. I, yeah, it was just weird to be in a competitive contest. It was so weird to be in a competitive contest. Like, yeah. yeah, I, um, it was really interesting. Um, I'm a really sensitive person. Mm-hmm. My ideas are sometimes a little hard for some people to contextualize. <laughs> so it was a very interesting choice for me, but I wanted that title. Mm-hmm. I wanted like some sort of a satchel just so I could like have it as a thing. I don't know. Just for laurels, just yeah. for ego. Mm-hmm. I wanted it so badly. Oh, tell us more. So Last Laugh, yeah. we, it, that was the third season and each season yeah. it was a different name. It had a different name. The brainchild of our beloved Valerie DeVille mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. local icon yep it happened at different venues mm-hmm. um so this version was happening at CC Slaughter's right okay yes. yeah Gigi this, Massacres this Gigi Massacres <laughs> this was the third season of the show although it had been renamed each time so mm-hmm. that's arguable but right yeah uh debatable why do I keep saying arguable arguable debatable debatable anyway I like it yeah arguable mm. it works it's cute what um, Miriam Webster's the Thor. Come on, the come on, Taurus season. And so, it, it, in typical drag competition, people were eliminated. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's kind of an interesting caveat because okay. we were told going into the show that there would be no eliminations. Uh-huh. That was one of the uh, that was one of the promises thrown out at the beginning of the pageant that wasn't fulfilled. Like that, there would be an ending to the pageant <laughs> and a crowning. Although you can't necessarily blame Valerie or mm-hmm. um, you know Cece Crumpulus for that because <laughs> I think she had something to do with COVID nineteen. I oh, think no. she may have been. I don't know. I have a few theories, but I have a feeling that a lot of it may have started at that pageant. Mm. Yeah. No. <gasps> Something in that kitchen was, wasn't was cooking right. Oh, my God. Did you ever? Okay. So, you know how downstairs there's like that freezer? Have you heard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the kitchen or the food at no, CC no, is wrong. We, we, just, no, no, we're, we're waxing poetic here. Count Crumpulas yeah. has a five-star kitchen. <laughs> it's Michelin. Mi- oh. Um, so James Beard award winning. Right, right. So someone, I remember this now. Someone did get eliminated. Who was it? Okay, so there weren't. Okay, so getting ahead of myself, there weren't supposed to be eliminations, mm-hmm. and there's a bit of inside tea as to what was going on with the production of this. I do not recall signing an NDA. <laughs> it's um, been a few years. If you did, it's probably expired. It's been a few years, so it's probably expired. But as I recall hearing. Um, you know, the original concept for the show was that I think they were going to have like 12 or 13 competitors and that Mm -hmm. we were going to stay in the show and every week we would do it every Wednesday Mm -hmm. and the winner would be based upon who accumulatively had the highest score, but there, there would be no eliminations and the lip syncs would be top two lip syncs Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the win of that challenge. That was those were the basic rules mm-hmm. we were taught. All stars rules, if you all will. All stars rules, if you will. Original <laughs> we all stars rules. Pre Mario Party <laughs> all stars rules. And um, it was like, and then somebody accidentally, perhaps in a fit of um, Hornito's judgment, <laughs> Hornito, uh, you know announced an extra cast member and then they had to come up with this unannounced and on improv night so i think they decided to throw us the curveball on improv night and whether this was planned or whether it was like 
I can't believe we're finally talking about this. I've talked about this so many times. So, I've ta- yeah. like, I could do a whole bit. I could do a whole one woman show just on my experience of the final chuckle. So I'm glad that we're all talking about it because it's probably... I don't know, maybe more savory. For but the anyway, archives. they just suffer mm-hmm. the archives. So the they sake decided, of yeah. So that's what our podcast is for. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, the the logical thing to do, mm-hmm. of course, was to have a surprise bottom two lip sync for your life, which wasn't announced. Yeah. And everyone who went into it thought that there would be nothing of the sort, which was kind of cruel and unusual, really. But gaggy for the kind audience. Kind of gaggy for yeah. the audience. And that was not a great night for me. That was improv night. I was the team captain, and my team did not do well. I was... Um, even sometimes when there's group challenges, mm-hmm. like when you watch, you know, the show, the the team captain will take the fall for a poor performance of the team. But this was different than that. I didn't have to lip sync for my life. and But it was really bad because... My mm. teammates were the ones who had to. Yeah. It was it was awful. I mean, obviously not most for me, but geez, what a mess. Anyway, that's but the that story wasn't that. even near. No, the that was that mess. was that was like the lowest rung of controversy and mm. mess for that show. Well, t- yeah. tell me some of the highlights. Then, what did you, oh. what did you gain from the the competition? You gained oh. friendship. That's uh, kind absolutely. Of where you, you gained a, a future housemate and roommate. Yes. Um, and collaborator uh, creative touchstone yeah. like and competitions that's... it's just about getting ideas and you get you get a platform each week right to do something was it weekly? yeah it was weekly which okay. is is kind of intense mm-hmm. um but like i like the format of just kind of having you had to keep the stakes lower because there was so much stuff you had to generate mm-hmm. yeah i mean you could use things that you'd done but like there was always going to be some element of things that you had to do either very quickly or on the fly so it was like honestly took some of the anxiety out of it because i'm a massively anxious person Mm. which is an interesting thing for someone who like wants to go up and be in front of people but i'm like a very anxious person but it was like strangely took a lot of the anxiety out um just because i'm like oh well this is happening and i have to do it so um and then just things that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to do like we COVID, the COVID-19 shutdown happened the a couple days before the song parody week that we were going to do mm. um which was what I was waiting for for the whole thing and it was like ah it's not happening but I was just so excited to get the chance right. to do that that's your cup of tea like you oh, slay I love those yeah. I was writing really bad song parodies as like a an eight-year-old it was a strange thing that i always have been into doing um but then we did improv we did sketches where we we wrote a sketch romy was in the group with me where we did this bizarre organic food co-op that was the last night theatrical sketch actually was sketch night that was the final episode as it shook out and uh, mm. Exoskeleton was also in that with us, and we all wrote that together. And the opportunity to get to write stuff with them was amazing, because you know a lot of times if you're doing shows, you're doing a number, you're lip syncing right. by yourself. Finding. You might usually. do some recording, usually solitary mm. or with an, one other person. Um, but that was like the highlight for me was getting to write and getting to come up with those those things with y'all. That so, was so fun. Yeah. I had such a good time doing that that sketch. It was. The final chuckle. Well, and our to, sketch was yeah. the most developed. Just to round out, so you named some of our, our beloveds and Judy's, but to mm-hmm. round out our conversation and maybe before we, mm-hmm. we switch gears, but right. who, who were who else was in the competition for this season? 
for the season we were in. Our season. The cycle. Um, it was Exoskeleton, mm-hmm. uh, Betty Poops, mm-hmm. uh, Beatrix, Switch, Switch um, Coco Gem Holiday, Coco Gem Holiday, The Inimitable, um, everyone's favorite Touche Touche, <laughs> Touche Touche. Um, uh, sorry, I Stone Butch Cassidy. St- yes. Eliza Minnelli. Okay. Well, um, we, <laughs> Eliza Minnelli. We're trying to and, remember and who and, and different judges every week as well. Yeah, which I guess there were we a could, lot of different guest we judges each week. We had some um, like people from the community. We had some like restaurant owners. We had Patrick Buckmaster who yeah. insulted several people or whatever. Yes, and I saw oh, backstage. So <laughs> they gave all of the judges like notes with which to write their notes for what their critiques were and i saw buckmaster's notes downstairs in lay dressing room in lay green room thrown out on the floor and girl like you know when you're like watching like that old kind of like that old trope of like a psychologist writing in a notepad yeah right while like you know the therapist is writing in the notepad while the patient's talking and they're just drawing mm-hmm. like a really crudely drawn picture of a cat. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff that was like on Buckmaster's notes. <laughs> it was like a weird pic, like a doodle of a cat. Isn't that kind of scary? I would be scared. It's kind of scary. That. It was like, like it was like when earth? Shelley Duvall looks at that manuscript and it's just the same sentence over and over. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It had that feeling. Yeah. What well, was that movie yeah. called again? Though um, it was called The Glow. Oh, The Glow. Uh, the, the illumination. <laughs> the illumination. <laughs> it was called the ice maze the eyebrows it was called the the sexy eyebrows right right. well i'm so glad we got to do a deep dive ish we did kind of a a mid deep shallow dive into into the last we haven't gotten into it on the podcast yet Mm. but um so much more for us to come let's take a quick break before we continue sounds great yeah see you soon um, so here we are, episode four of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the episode up top, both of you? And did you like it? Um, I had mixed feelings about this episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed every second that Charo was on camera. Mm-hmm. I could have, like, there could have been a cut of the show that edited out, like, people's reactions to Charo's character and just yeah. had Charo charoing around, mm-hmm. and I would have loved it. Um, yeah, inspiring hair silhouette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What say you, Celine? Oh, I think it, I mean, I hadn't seen, I'd seen some episodes, like bits and pieces, but mostly like performance scenes of guest stars. So it had been a while since I'd spent any time with a love boat. Okay. Um, but I, I enjoyed the format quite a bit. The looks, the hair, the commentary, um, and obviously Charo... Was she was a the highlight star. of the show. Yeah. Yes, uh, up top we have to mention uh, our probably our beloved or our most beloved guest star of this mm-hmm. episode was Charo, um, Spanish pop star princess. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode, plays a Mexican immigrant, April Lopez, mm-hmm. um, a stowaway. Mm-hmm. Let's let's share a little bit more. So the episode, as we always have, is a, a trifecta split into three. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode is called "Message for Maureen." Gotcha, and Acapulco. Those are those are the three names. It came out October fifteenth of nineteen seventy seven. All right. We are transporting ourselves back then. Mm-hmm. Where we don't have to. We could just take a little glimpse. But um, here is kind of a, an up top synopsis so that we can familiarize ourselves with the names again. So tennis pro Maureen Mitchell, mm-hmm. played by Brenda Benet. Uh-huh. Runs into sports writer John Ballard, mm. played by Bill Bixby, who defamed her in his column. Mm. So he's a he's a sports writer, if you will, and um, 
it was clear from the beginning that they had some kind of chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. It was clearly one of antagonistic qualities, but maybe turns into something else on the Pacific Princess on the mm. love boat. Who knows? Um, Cyril Wolf, played by Milton Berle, who um, you both um, shared some more insight into <laughs> his character to me in the real world, annoys his wife Anita, mm-hmm. played by Audra Lindley, and fellow passengers, um, like that reverend and the lady who looked like she was on the Titanic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woman who looked like she was looking for a lifeboat. Yes. And in the then, North Atlantic, yeah. Right, right. And then finally, we have um, April Lopez, uh, mm-hmm. who stows away uh, in the laundry hamper of the Pacific Princess. Right. Uh-huh. With her guitar. Yeah. Right. Um, no case. Right, right. No case. <laughs> we, we loved April Lopez. Was that the, the main storyline for us, this, this episode? I mean, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, the, the there's a lot to unpack with the tennis one. Mm-hmm. Right. Up top, I mean, here, we're getting some themes here. What are some big some big topics? We're getting topics of, like, immigration, mm-hmm. migration. Right. Um, we're getting some topics of, like, disability justice, or right. rather just, like, representation of disabled people. Uh, Maureen, the tennis star, is uh, using a wheelchair the whole episode, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's uh, a temporary usage right. as she's injured herself, and then the sports writer boyfriend also gets in a wheelchair because he sprains his knee so some mm-hmm. questions here of like what kind of representation is this right right definitely bad representation of healthy relationships as always <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean like you know her wanting to resume her career as an athlete Mm-hmm. as this like pot of gold at the end of or being out of the woods with this thing as always being hovered and being the main topic of you know her you know the thing that her fate and her joy is reliant upon mm-hmm. and then how the information even when it's bad news is like gatekept from her there's just yeah. all sorts of stuff going on that's a little bit like wonky on if you will i would say so yeah like the we were talking about the love story trope of the 70s thing of like a man <laughs> finds out a medical diagnosis about someone before they know anything that's going on and gets all of the information and then kind of jealously guards the information yeah. until the right time to have an opportunistic sort of doesn't have expulsion. the heart to tell her but that's how it's played right it's like there's power yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what the first of three of names of this episode message for marine this is mm-hmm. what this is referencing uh john uh the writer is withholding the message for marine mm-hmm. that uh her surgery initially is not going to be planned and that she could potentially be a permanent wheelchair user horny doctor keeps uh, this information yes horny right. doc <laughs> who, he's mainly horny brained on april on charo mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. but yeah. he you you clocked it early celine um <laughs> So it's a questionable storyline, but uh, yeah. but Maureen does turn the looks, which we will get to. Oh later. yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this this gotcha storyline. So mm-hmm. big fans of Milton Berle here. It sounds like. Who tell me more about this actor? Milton Berle looks like. I mean, it's interesting to me that he apparently you know did drag quote unquote air quotes cross dressed because he has a bit of that like I'm almost wondering if he got like weird proto filler like you know kind of like <laughs> later Barry Manilow era where he had he looked a bit like doll-esque yeah. like a bit like Pinocchio fell <laughs> 
had some sort of accident and was put back together. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton Berle has that face. It does. And so yeah. I wonder, like, it's kind of giving George Santos, closeted queen, <laughs> um, you know, some self-hating yeah. Pinocchio uh, plastic face vibes. And yeah. honestly, Slay. Wow, you read you read Milton down. She's been Milton'd. She mm. melted her right she down melted. to her she plastic melt. bits. <laughs> uh, in the storyline, Milton, who's playing Cyril, is constantly playing pranks. That's right. like his thing. And his wife, is, Anita, is just right. irked beyond belief because she just wants to have one normal mm-hmm. date, trip, vacation. And mm-hmm. she just, you know, she is getting water gunned and surprise snake in the can left and right. Oh, my God. I love the old snakes in the butter peanut brittle can <laughs> trick so much. The spring snakes. Is you it know, the real you... joke that you want the peanut brittle in the first place? Right. Uh, I mean, how many people have died at the hand of those spring snakes well it's a flex that you have the teeth strong enough to eat oh, peanut brittle so it's right. I'm guessing Milton mm-hmm. Berle does not no no that's why he's constantly mm-hmm. yeah I offering wish I, it yeah I wish I did I would be, be conspicuously opening peanut brittle all the time right um and but, he threw a hat in the sea right oh, right so faked his death yes that does happen Romeo was clocking that yourself this, uh, off La Princesa is very much like a theme in this show right people are always doing the old lost at sea mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. in the show the like, jack and rose if you yeah will. yeah the jack um, and rose if you will so milton decides to you know play the the classic troll which everyone loves and no one ever gets mm-hmm. mad at you for which no. is faking your own death right yeah but then um you know maureen does the same the woman who played maureen if i could see our notes what was this actor's name who um, Anita. Anita. That she, was Audra Lindley. Audra Lindley. Uh-huh. Anita. Oh, yeah. Maureen, of course. Different story. So, okay. So, Milton's wife, played by Audra Lindley, was in this amazing episode in season one of Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. where she, and this is probably 20 years after this, maybe rough, maybe 15-ish. This was like early 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, she plays this, um, she and her husband are recently retired, but she's been like, she didn't really work or whatever. He retired from this job and he's got nothing to do. Meanwhile, she's been like living most of her life with all of these animals, all these neighborhood animals Mm -hmm. that she's obsessed with. And he like is super resentful of how much attention and how much like the, like all of the good food goes to all the neighborhood dogs and she's always doting on them and he gets really mad. So he starts like, taxidermy her friends and then she in turn taxidermies him and that's the episode and it's iconic and the entire time we were watching this i was trying to place her she's a bit younger she has like blonde hair Mm -hmm. you know instead of instead of the silver hair and i'm thinking like god what do i know her from because her face was such so expressive such a great character actor and i remembered yeah that tales from the crypt where the old Mm -hmm. lady taxidermies her husband (laughs) Amazing. That's amazing. and Universal storyline, really. <laughs> really? Well, kind of, because the big twist in this uh, at the end is that she gets her, her jokester husband by pretending that she also dies. Right. So this macabre theme, if you will, <laughs> this, uh, this uh, chip on her shoulder right. that she carries through many uh, TV cinematic <laughs> universes. She was like hysterical through most of this episode, too. She, she was just like, ah, sweating. Oh. And, yeah. Great oh, acting. Milton. Yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't call Milton. What's Milton's character's name? His name is Cyril. Cyril. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Cyril. <laughs> Cyril. Oh, Cyril. Uh, yeah, that was an okay 
storyline. But our true star of this of this mm-hmm. episode was Charo, of course, playing April Lopez. Um, yeah, she comes onto the cruise trying to sell hats and, and to support her family of seventeen that she says in the show. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Um, and she looks beautiful. Oh, giant hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, all the boys are falling for her. Gopher is falling for her. Captain is kind of falling for her, but also Loki being. He's expressing anti-immigrant sentiments in mm-hmm. some ways. Mm-hmm. He is he is not being an ally for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not but. That's just what's happening. Yeah. But most of the crew is on her side. That's right. Um, Julie's on her side, although... In a weird way. In a weird way. Yeah. In a weird way. There was a moment where Romy said, uh, this is a bad showing for Julie this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Celine, you were quick to say, yeah, stupid ass bitch. She did a, a mock accent that wasn't cute. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is when Julie was... She was being a little racist. So, but let's focus on Charo. I mean, she gets to exhibit her musical stylings mm-hmm. in this episode, which is great. We, she that gets outfit. the outfits, and she she gets hired on as entertainment, not on the Pacific Princess, but on a different cruise, which is fabulous. <laughs> yeah, just so you never see her again, conveniently. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But who knows? We may see her we again. We may see her again. Uh huh. And uh, this is just season one. Um. But yeah, a great storyline for Charo. Mm-hmm. She she slayed it. You have to respect that she's been doing that shtick since 1970, well, pre-1977. Right. I mean, like, this is, like, she's, like, gone for this all in her entire career. I have a lot of respect. Do you her. follow her Instagram? Oh, I don't. Oh, like, her her social media is great. She's just, like, hi, everybody, it's Charo. And yeah. she she's just doing things. Her house looks beautiful. Yeah. She's always got her, like, little high pony. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's everything. She, and she's, like, a fantastic performer. Anytime yeah. she comes on at any show, even if it's, like, a 30-second bit part, she's just, like, lights up the screen, so. She I worry mm-hmm. because, I mean, I don't know, a friend of mine, I remember a friend of mine, Chalky, saying that he was really worried that Charo was hanging out with Kat Von D. Oh, and, no. And Lafer Sayer from Prayers, Kat Von D's partner, and saying that he was worried that Charo was going to be suffering elder abuse at their Like hands. a Richard Simmons situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> just by hanging out with the KVD crew. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad influences for sure. Bad influence. But she think- should have her own line of cosmetics. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I would- the Coochie Coochie Cosmetics. Coochie Cosmetics is fabulous. Darling, it is just cosmetics for your coochie. For your coochie coochie coo. Um, I heard she has a hot son too. I don't know the facts on that. But. I haven't researched that. I'd be curious. Yeah. yeah. You like a hot son? I mean, it's just getting hotter every year, darling. Ooh, that's that global <laughs> warming. That's that global. Don't get Romy started on Milf Manor. I regret oh, no. already uttering those words. Oh, no. Oh, you no. said it. You said Milf Manor oh, in our no. presence. Well, I'm taking them back. Now we have to talk about Disco Mommy. No TLC property can be brought up on this show without <laughs> me going off ad nauseum. Okay, well, I am stopping that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, a great showing overall. Uh, we have some other fun uh, highlights in the show, but I think it'll be more easeful to show them as we're maybe sinking or clinking some Ooh. looks. 
um, which we will do very shortly. It could be that time. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the other highlight, I think, from this, uh, or two, I, I remember at one point, Celine, you, you made the observation, the astute observation that you could definitely hear probably people um, having sexy time with each other on this cruise. Um, it's a horny cruise. Horny cruise, but also paper-thin walls, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on the sea. There's no land in sight. Who knows where your mind goes? Yeah. What else is there to do but go to the buffet, play at the drag queen bingo, and... Get some food poisoning. Mm -hmm. And Um, make love like rabbits. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in that order. Yeah. I would maybe switch some of that stuff around. What's your ideal cruise outfit? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just a little bikini. Oh. Ooh. What about those chilly nights, though? A wrap, a cover up. Mm. Color or pattern? Sheer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Still chilly, I guess. Yeah. Romy, what's your cruise look? I don't know. I would definitely some- want something with that kind of like taffeta towel fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that to me feels very, yeah. High-waisted you know, or midriff bearing? I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, like, I like to bear a midriff during the day, but for evening, I would like something, like, high-waisted with kind of, like, a tulip-y shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, a big I mean, hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, a hat would be nice. A gigantic or, hat. I do enjoy a hat. What about you, Celine? I mean, like, definitely some kind of bathing suit that could transition into a walking-around look. Because how much are you actually getting in the pool or what, you know? We didn't see too many people get into the pool this episode, but there is a a lovely pool deck and there is a bar there Mm -hmm. and people spend a lot of time there. Yeah. I would want like a really, like a pantsuit. If we're in this reality and it's 1977 Mm -hmm. or just really any reality, a pantsuit, definitely. Yes. With some gaudy tropical situation going on you slay a pantsuit well thanks and then you like have to get fully nude to use the bathroom so there might be an opportunity on the love boat right when you're doing that i don't know the love the love boat bathhouse sauna (laughs) the love boat latrine if you will love boat latrine i see where this is going Mm -hmm. Well, a great segue to talk about our dream outfits as we maybe rip to shreds or highlight and affirm some outfits Mm -hmm. that we saw in this episode. So let's take a quick break and let's get into some fashions. Let's, darling. And for the last time with my NPR voice, welcome back for this episode. (laughs) This is Blossom and welcome back to T.S. GH Radio. Ah, TSGH Radio. Talk ship, get hip. Not mm-hmm. or transsexual. Ah. <laughs> transsexual, greatly horny radio. Ooh. Ah. TSGH. No, no, no. That's like a chat room. Yeah. Transsexual, yes. great expectations. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Mm. Um, no, it's it's talk ship, get hip. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm Romy Romack. And she's Romy Romack. Mm-hmm. And I'm Blossom Jury. And we're here with our very first inaugural guest, Celine, Celine Latrice. Thank Tis you for me. being here. Well, thank you for having me. It has been such a wonderful journey on this cruise mm. of a podcast. And I'm so excited to look at some of the fascinating large collared 1977 <laughs> looks. Mm-hmm. If only like we could even just talk about that room with the brown oh my piano. god and how the how the piano was built into the floor <laughs> yeah, we, how it was built into the room we with, will like, absolutely talk about that yeah, yeah. Okay. oh my god about about your cruise would you rate it an okay and and did you eat the pillow mints 
Oh um, yes, okay. I would. I I wouldn't probably go on a cruise on an actual ship, but this cruise has been smooth sailing in the best kind of way, and not like <laughs> the time when you returned the the fleets to the Tarja. <laughs> <laughs> that different kind of smooth sailing. They are fleets, fleet ships. They were unopened. Fleet week, if you. <laughs> they were not used enemas, okay? <laughs> or sometimes called douches. I guess the verb, the, the noun uh-huh. is to do an enema. You don't buy an enema. You... I mean, it could be. You make enemas, that's what I sure. think that you. I'm yeah. making an enemy right now. <laughs> oh. Um, they uh, were this not town opened, needs an okay? enema. <laughs> <laughs> we need to purge. Um, the teenager at Target was did not ask any questions, Celine. Okay, they were not used. It's I got, a Gen Z person. So. I got the wrong kind, and then I got a lovely one at Rite Aid. I love that. Yeah, Rite yeah. And I love that you're a returns queen. <laughs> yes. Literally, I think I just buy things sometimes, knowing that I'm going to return. Them. Oh yeah, that's. Or I just like err on the side of like I'm like, well, I might need this. Like I went to IKEA and I bought like nails and screws and stuff because mm. i you know need to hang things but then i ca- came home and i was like oh i don't think i need these nails and screws and i'm like that's okay i guess the next time i'm in the neighborhood of ikea i will return these things i've always just like been so afraid to try returning something i've mm-hmm. always just assumed they'd say no oh like that yeah yeah do you do you feel that way no i mean i'll return things if the situation calls for it and it was a you know bad purchase or it doesn't right. fit or something usually close well i also either. famously love making phone calls like to appointments or like <sighs> if someone calls me like i will answer and be like what's the tea why are you calling me and she I, likes making phone calls i like to if we're in a group and we're ordering i will be the one to call i yeah. like to i like it does romy get you to call people because we both hate calling a lot <laughs> so. i haven't done that yet for her but i will i, I <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think I, I, I and to be fair, I think I'm just like, which is really great for a personality I hear entering my hating talking to people in general era. It happens. Willow Pill has a whole song about it. So, right, right. You know, right. Yeah. Congrats on her successful reign. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, we have ushered in a new queen. That That's amazing right. picture of Jinx and Willow that I saw on Twitter where it was like their silhouettes were completely opposite but compatible mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Jinx was wearing like a little pump, like a skinny pump with this like oversized giant ponytail and Willow was wearing like small hair with these like oversized boots. So it yeah. was like they could they had opposite parallel silhouettes. It was one mm-hmm. of the greatest images I've ever seen. Cute. Yeah, it was like... You know that image on the Pink Floyd album where they're like shaking hands and the one guy's on fire? It kind of had that energy. The one with the triangle and the rainbow? Yeah, the one that, that <laughs> by the, the Pink Floyds. The by the ACDC Pink Floyds. Yeah. Hello. Well, speaking hello, of silhouettes, hello. let's just talk about these there? silhouettes because I'm. Did I mix up the albums? Is that what I just did? No, no, no. no. no, no. I don't know. The other side of the moon. I don't right? even like. That kind dark of dark side of the moon. The dark side yeah. of the moon. <laughs> Did you ever go to a laser show? The laser light at the pink, OMSI, the Oregon floor. Museum of Science and Information <laughs> Industry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. I've been there. Um, speaking of silhouettes and, anyway. <laughs> and sides of things, <laughs> mm. let's mm. get into one of our segments here on the podcast: sink or clink. Um, for our our guest and our our new listeners or viewers at home, if Romy and I and our special guest mm. like a link, like a look. We will clink it. We will raise our glasses filled of any liquid, not just alcoholic, for our sober girlies. 
Um, urine sample, whatever you might what? have handy. I think Romy yeah, has oh my made God, that you joke. know the doctors are drinking it the second you give it to them. I think Romy has made that joke on Horny doctor <laughs> drinks the urine on the love boat. No, okay. Um, and if we do not like a look... It's like you just know. <laughs> well, Sorry. that's how they determine the results. When they go to medical school, they get the technology installed. So they, they they kind of feel around the notes. They're like, hmm, I'm getting some florals. I'm it's like getting, a wine tasting. I'm getting some apricot. And then they kind of like maybe And then they're like, a and you get some diabetes yeah, in get, here. There's, yeah, there's definitely some kidney failure going on. Good. Well, if we don't like a look, as if I, similarly to how I do not like this conversation, <laughs> we can sink it. And so I am sinking whatever is happening here so that we can create space to sink a look or something. So, jumping into our first look, we have Maureen. Kind, oh, of, yeah, yes. kind of in her entrance look, if you will. Um, we have Maureen here in this pink... Big collared, as you said. Mm-hmm, I love it. Uh, I don't know what kind of textile. Is it floral? It, there's like a checkered It looks like floral behind the checkered, but the resolution yeah. is really like obscuring it. But that right. could even be like the bleed. I mean, probably not, but it's cool looking. It's cute. We have a red and pink motif. We have a pink top, red pan. I, I like red and pink together. Mm-hmm. And I love a tied off shirt. Like yes. that's something I have overdone in my own life. So... I don't think you can overdo. I think it's that's, yeah. that's fabulous. It's it never timeless. goes. Yes. And speaking of Selena, that's who it always makes me think of. And oh. I know this far precedes Selena's reign. Um, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was the queen. I mean, a halter. It's kind of a halter, right? It means mm-hmm. giving midriff. But anything for Selena. And the eye yes. makeup too is. I mean, just from this oh, vantage, yeah. she's is, serving. Yeah, yeah. They beat her face. Um, it's great. And we even get a little bonus outfit here of her sports writer boot. John. What do you um, think of his pants? I like a blue denim. I think it is. It's a nice wash. It blends in to the background, kind of like Romy <laughs> blending into our background of blue. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. You did that intentionally to mirror. I, I did. Mm-hmm. I right. did. I did it intentionally to make the existential, no longer existing <laughs> joke that Blossom so relished. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I clink Maureen. Yes, absolutely. And the pants on John? Just the pants, though? I mean, sure, the whole thing, the blow-dried hair, hmm. you know. The- I know, the round-brushed hair on men. <laughs> I love it so much. It makes me think of Unsolved Mysteries when they mm. had Robert Stack mm. and he had blown-out hair and he'd be on, obviously, a soundstage that was supposed to look like a steamy urban street in mm-hmm. the late 80s, early 90s. It was magical. I always try and take out my smallest round-brush and <laughs> round-brush men's hair when they have enough length for it, and they never like it, but I think it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you do it anyway. I do it anyway. Girl. Yeah, clinks all around. <laughs> They'll yes. learn to like it. Clinks. Um, okay, so we have here April Lopez played by Charo in her entrance look. It's mm-hmm. kind of you know you remember though. It, oh yeah. It, it was, she kind of it was kind of her one look mm-hmm. for the majority of the show because she was a stowaway. Um, but I mean, it's it's a clear clink. A big ruffled the gown. Hats. Um, oh yeah. All of the accessories, all of the hats, that all the wares that she's selling. Poetry Ooh. in motion. Very, I forget. Was it pants or was it like a long skirt situation? I it was like a skirt. Yeah, uh-huh. all of um, it looks great. I mean, fabulous. she could put on just about anything. Totally, uh, Romy. What is your hair perspective as as a hair mm. witch yourself? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm 
I'm really liking what people now refer to as, I don't know. Well, that's kind of like a, a confluence betwixt the two, but like everyone lately talks about butterfly layers and last mm. year everyone wanted shag layers and it's mm. kind of, you know, different proportions of the same concept, but I like it and I really, it's like almost universally flattering and it's cool. I mean, hair from this era and the way that people styled it was really like, I don't know, kind of smart in a lot of ways. Like people did wet styling, but they also did proto heat styling just by having rollers that were hot instead of mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a moment. Yeah. It's a it, clink. People took their Denmans and they really brushed out their sets and they cared a lot mm-hmm. and they sprayed it down. Yeah. There was a lot of work on the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Cute. Yeah. Clink. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It would be hard with Charo to not. I don't think know. she has one, but um, okay, we have Maureen here and, and another look, and, and back with uh, her her boo John, mm-hmm. and now they are both wheelchair users temporarily for this episode. Or I guess it is rather unclear as yeah. to the future of Maureen in this right. universe. But I mean, come on now, we we're seeing a trend here for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, open collar. She loves a collar. Yeah. Not Two collars. Y- double collar. Double open. I love. Collar. I think she looks really cool here. I think there's something about like the assertiveness of the double collar that mm-hmm. makes her seem very in control. Yeah. It seems a bit overkill for a cruise that's sure. allegedly taking place in Southern California-ish area. <laughs> yeah. To Mexico, yeah, to Mexico, yeah. yeah. It seems yeah, it's, warm. it's a little tight. It's very commanding. Like uh-huh. it's giving dance instructor in Suspiria. It's yes. austere, austere. The hair too, but right. I do still like it. Mm-hmm. I do. However, yeah. John, I remember his outfit. You can't <laughs> see it fully, but it was giving me safari. Yeah, out mm. of place. I will have to clink, Mister. John, but um, or sink, Mr. John. Oh yeah, he's yeah. going down. He's going down, but I, I will raise Maureen in mm-hmm. a sink and a clink. Yes. Oh my god, yeah, and that color, time. that rust is gorgeous. It is clinks Stunning. all around for Maureen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So <laughs> here, this shot just this frame is like, what is even happening? Here? What is happening? But here, it's, this is she was drugged and turned into fuel on the ship, like I was talking about last week. <laughs> Yet still she rises. Yet still she rises like uh-huh. a phoenix from the flames of the coal pit that they threw her into. You got to power those ships somehow. Right. Celine, you, you know, you even... signed a non-disclosure agreement. She wasn't even here and she's picking up on the beat of this I... because she knows me so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we were wanting to feature Tony, the the, cl- <laughs> the cleaning lady. She's surfing. She really is. She was giving queer icon behavior. Yes. I mean, she was giving stoic and one-liners. And I mean, I love the the Pacific Princess uh, custodial costume attire. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the the. That's uniform. a bright, nice, bright blue. Yeah, you know? it's very. Just- you know. what, what blue would you call it? Is, is that what you in, were inspired by? A little by? bit. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean, I did take this from Cl- Blossom's Closet without any pre-planning and then from pretended closet, to yeah. have like a really, really well-realized joke about it. But um, I don't know. I, I there's, there's, there's some violet in it, but it could be the resolution. It's hard to say. I would wear it, though. I like the shape. I love the color. Yeah. What yeah. about the towels as accessories? I Ooh. Love- yeah, I'm kind of here for it because... They're ashy, so it all goes. 
Yeah. She's, she's wearing what appears to be Crocs or clogs of some kind that also fits the vibe. Yeah. Kind of. A, I might have to sink those. Um, With a dark tight. <laughs> what yeah. about the socks on the, the man on person? Captain Stuving. Is that, oh, yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> they look semi-transparent. Yeah. Like really shiny shoes. Very shiny shoes. Very shiny shoes. Well, actually, no. I think I'm just gonna the energy. I I'm, think I'm sinking everything. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what the do you shoes say? Did it? Yeah. What do you say? Um, I don't know. I kind of like everything about this image, to be honest. Okay. It tells a story. Sure. I wish that Tony's skirt was a little shorter. I think maybe <laughs> above the knee might no, be a little above more flattering. The, to be honest, above the knee would have been better for the silhouette, for real, though. But or I think if the sleeve had, is yeah. at a good length. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's a little confusing. Okay. Um, okay. Oh. Uh, we, okay. We had gopher here. I the, like everything about this image as well. Yes, I'm sure you do, darling. Um, this was a special scene because each episode, sometimes we get a glimpse into the core Mm-hmm. Casts um, the core members of the cruise's rooms. They mm-hmm. have they have a special room. You know, it's not just a temporary room. We have Gopher here, and we we as Romy pointed out, we find out he's kind of like a, a film fan, a film mm-hmm. fan, some expository uh-huh. character development for yeah. Gopher, uh-huh. and it just makes him all the more lovable. Yeah, he's here, here in his little PJs, kind of, and he's looking looking like a snack, like yeah. a little Gopher snack. Yeah, exactly. And he has like a dorm room aesthetic going on, like a. Like it's he's gonna invite you over for some bong rips. Totally. Yeah. And a game of Sonic or something. Yeah. I mean that didn't exist at the time, but yeah. <laughs> that would. Be I love that vibe. That's ideal. kind of ideal for me. Yeah. Look yeah. how small that bed is too. Like, oh, it's so wow. small. Yeah. It and looks like it's like honestly like four foot long. Like mm-hmm. it looks like like how tall is Gopher? It's just such. It's like a child size bed. It's a twin for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But super cute. Yeah, it, it's a it's a clink. I mean. Yeah, look at those shorts. I love like the short shorts of that era. Like we need more super short. I think we, we do. say that shorts. every episode. Yeah. Bring back short shorts episode, for yeah. boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, clink. What about the phone? The phone? It could have oh, been. Oh, the phone looks great. I wish it weren't so obstructed. That's a great yeah. point. I didn't even notice. It's a good. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, okay, <laughs> we have a look here from mm-hmm. Milton, from this Cyril is, Wolf. This is giving Republican drag. This uh-huh. is giving closeted Republican uh, proto-filler super glue face. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the organic eyeliner. use of more materials. This is just from a rose. Yes. Yeah, embracing the materials definitely right. Right. is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But um, for those reasons that you listed, Romy, I mean, that in my heart makes me want to sink it. I like mm-hmm. the brows. Um, <laughs> she's got great bone structure. I just think there's a lot of wasted potential here. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, Especially, look at the, the ears. Yeah, that could and, be a lot of earring You know, whatever estate. they used for filler back then, like aspic or something. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go through all the trouble, darling, at least paint your mug. Right. Okay, it's a sink then. I do like I'm that so lip shape. I'm so sorry, though. Milton. I do like the lip shape. I love like an Yeah, extreme... the lip shape is a clink, but yeah. everything else. Yeah. Okay. We're getting there. It's giving potential. Okay. Um, okay, we had another evening wear moment here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Maureen and John going out for date night. Lots um, of glasses on the table. That is a lot of glasses. Yeah. How many people were. Yeah. What did they. 
More <laughs> questions. What were the dining habits like at this time? I don't know. Ooh, look at that lamp, though. The lamp is obvious, but here we can see a, a more like shimmery mm-hmm. eyeshadow, yeah. which I love. And yes. the hair is much more, I think, um, youthful here. You know, mm, yes. it's, it's actually less volume and it's right. kind of right. more sleek. And I, I like that a lot for her. Me too. I like the color. Again, we're going back to sort of the Tony color palette. Yeah, this is that, yeah, kind of blue, violet. Mm-hmm. But you want to think about the sea because it's a show about a ship. So right, right, right. I'd say I'd say it's like a nice breezy look for an evening. Although it is a little strange, he's wearing like a full suit and she's kind of in like a casual sundress. Right, that, mm. that was so elegant for me. I think yeah. I will clink it. Right, yeah. What's that? You're you're clinking. Just like all those glasses that are on the table. Exactly. (laughs) It's so hard because I can never like. So sometimes when I see this type of cut on the decollete, I love it without a necklace. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I want to see a necklace, and I'm always torn on this issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's cute though. I can see a big shim. Romy, you just said that, and I'm I'm sinking it. I want to see it. (laughs) Have a little crystal necklace or something. Right. Like yeah, like I'm thinking something something thin with yes. a thin chain would just look really lovely with that. Yeah. But yeah. What about some like rope, like nautical Ooh. <laughs> like big scratchy rope? <laughs> like a scratchy metal rope <laughs> necklace. Those are cool. I don't know if those were invented yet at the time. Maybe they were just on the cusp of coming into the, Maybe. the fray. Interesting thoughts there, Celine, for accessories. <laughs> Um, let's skip ahead here a little bit. I mean, we have some highlights here. We have to quickly do a double read Julie. We have to do a a double sink here because not even an episode episode. in between, but we have Julie doing a double, a A double double no, no rewear two two dresses that she just wore in the episode before, which is rather, it's rather disappointing. Um, but special shout out to this lady here sitting with captain. Yes. Um, in a lovely, it's everything. Um, yeah, that's fabulous. But we have to give a double sink to our girl, Julie. As we said earlier, this was yeah, not a good showing for Julie this episode. No, this Ju- this episode set Julie's character back like a few marks. Mm. Right. What about round hair behind the plant there? Oh, I'm kind of, I'm wondering what. Yeah. My I'm coconut wondering... is darling. My yeah. coconut is by Kim Petrus. Um, um, yeah, it's a cling for double Julie. Mm. Double cling for Julie. Um, oh, double so sink she... for Julie. She's, I'm so sorry. I she's cannot keep up with this good. With the lingo you that you all sing, invented? Yeah, with, with your own lexicon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's, no, I live. It's You know how it'd be. I do. Um, well, let's see here. I mean, we had a great <laughs> moment from here. We have to talk about the Charo moment quickly. Oh because it did reveal some interesting plot point here, too. I love this, um, you know, Bridget Bardot up to for her. And, and even in that pajama top, she's just like, Which yeah. is probably Doc's just... Sure. Horny doc, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I believe in this scene, Charles asks, are you like that down there? Like you are up here? Mm-hmm. Um, asking if he's naked. And he says, no, I have legs down there too. Um, yeah. He's not a merman. No. Or a double, a, a quadruple armed <laughs> creature. Uh, yeah. A, a, a shokun from Mortal Kombat. That's what the four-armed um, But are those? Saw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, or not like, you know, could octopus, who knows what's going right. on down there. A cling for Charo again. For yeah. Yes, always. Every frame. Um, let's move here to, to an interesting drag performance number we had in this <laughs> oh, show. This is my favorite part of the episode. I mean, no. these, it's so cursed because I was like, what are we even... For a second, I my mind hadn't put it together that those these were their torsos and belly buttons and I really didn't know what I was looking at and it was wild. 
Yeah. Right. For those just listening and not viewing, um, check out our Instagram to see the looks. But we have Gopher and Isaac, the bartender here, in a a performance of sorts. Um, <laughs> they have painted a performance in its own right. They, they have painted visages onto their bellies with uh, torsos with makeup paint. And they're wearing these um, oversized suits from the waist down and big top hat. It's it's quite amazing. And yeah, I think all three of us as drags were like, we need to do this. Or Try like, and, yeah, or, yeah. It's fabulous, yeah. And also bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre, it's fabulous, it's boylesque, it's <laughs> everything. It's the two cutest boys from the ship's crew doing this, too. So, totally. I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't not clink it. No. Yeah, absolutely. This was probably one of the standout moments on the entire show. <laughs> and look how pleased everybody looks. And- oh, I mean, look at the piano player playing that piano that's built into the floor. <laughs> right. I mean, look at that. He's fucking cruising, girl. Yeah, he is ogling. He is ogling. <laughs> and then the caption says, you look ridiculous. Right. Well, Isaac, yeah. Um, so it's a double clink for sure. Um, I think... We will just, let's re- review one more look here before we have some surprises from featuring our guest, mm. maybe. Mm. We have to, she gave a shout out to Charles. Her, um, oh, you know. her Chanteuse look. Her, Chanteuse her look. performance. Uh, so good. She's giving, this is everything. This is the moment that, you know, if you're doing the nightclub singer thing, mm-hmm. the cruise singer thing, these are the notes you want to take. I mean, the way that it's formed, the attention to detail, the hair being like, I don't know. It's just, it's all great. She's giving true star charisma through and through, but the look completely supports it. Yeah. What do you think, Celine? Absolutely. I mean, it looks like it's basically transparent and she's almost wearing kind of like some pasties underneath the top. Mm -hmm. And then we were saying that we couldn't tell if the lace was continuing on underneath if it was tights, but it was like the same general pattern, which was gorgeous. Yeah. And it's expensive looking lace. It's not like mm-hmm. cheapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it all in all, like everything about the scene was amazing. Yeah. It could be the top clink of the week. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The lady on the couch of the extras. That's the thing. We kept spotting extras in the show. Yes. It's like they're getting, you know, upstaged by these people who have these like fantastic outfits. It's true. Viewers and listeners of our show go watch the episode so that you can catch all the unclocked fashion moments that are just so fleeting. They're mm-hmm. ephemeral yes. that we just cannot, you know, clock. Um, we have a special edition here because mm. we have a very special guest with us. We want to review some some looks here. So oh God. let me see what I have dug up and what, what we can show to the universe here. <laughs> so d- I, I believe this is from a from from Liza with a zombie. Yes. A, a fabulous right. show. Shout out to our mother Violet Hex and, and Phantom X who threw this show together. Mm-hmm. Um, walk me through what's going on here. We have we have um, Romy, my sister here, and, and a beautiful, non-zombified Liza Minnelli, and, mm-hmm. and, and she's flanked by by a certain Celine and Topsy um, post-zombified Liza. Yes. Yeah, so... Is that is that correct? Yeah, so, yep. so the, the concept of the number was, so um, Miss Celine and Miss Topsy are kind of like two or three day Liza zombies who have mm-hmm. been infected by the by the the virus mm-hmm. if you will and they've <laughs> been the going Z. around just virusing <laughs> it up and that's why they seem to be more advanced in their zombification my character was a unassuming librarian mm-hmm. who was minding her own business and then bitten 
and I had like long hair and kind of a mousy outfit. And then after I'm bitten, I have the zombie transformation right there, which, you know, is why I'm not quite as like zombified because I'm kind of like turning into Liza. And then Mm -hmm. I take the long hair off and I take the librarian outfit off to reveal this kind of ice skater um, extra short (laughs) number with a little black pixie and yeah, the Lizification of it all. Fabulous. I mean, you all look beautiful. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Rome, I'm, I'm going to have to be a little biased to Romy just because, you know, she is not zombified. and Right. You know, I can get behind the scary ooky spooky, but I just love the beauty. Yeah. Thank you. I kind of find short hair on all of us to be really fun. It's very yeah. fabulous. Thank Yours, you. I'm, I'm Celine, I have to be, it's giving a little boy band. You know, <laughs> it so. is. Yeah, right there in that moment. Uh-huh. But uh, I will still clink. Oh, thanks. Except for you, Topsy. Just kidding. Ah, um, no. I styled uh, these wigs. That's oh, true. Yeah, I did. In that case, uh, <laughs> I can be a little harsher. No. Um, well, uh, retrospectively, what do you say? Do you clink or sink your own look here? I mean, we were going for a specific motif, so... This was a great night. Um, I wish I knew where those earrings were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel, darling? I mean, I look at it as we executed the idea we had successfully now, is it? We had a good showing of the number. <laughs> and, you know, Topsy, one thing that we um, will have to maybe try and have Miss Topsy on the show at some point, but oh, she like- makes so many props like mm-hmm. from scratch. And mm-hmm. when I was mauled by these zombies, by the Celine and Topsy zombies, there were entrails that mm-hmm. she made That's out of cloth that were pulled intestine. out. And she's wearing it yeah. now. And that was a, a gag she did was she pulled out my entrails after attacking me and wore it as like a little boa and then she wore it throughout the night come on method that's fabulous yeah um clinks all around well i think we have time let's maybe do this one and then we we will go on our ways yes but, um we have one here aforementioned in this episode i got I to mean, meet you in this. i like the yeah. mugs a lot again, here so. the mugs are mugging as Thank always you. oh yes this um, white eyeliner look mm-hmm. for miss selena is really lovely it's real yeah. good i'm already off the bat i am i am sinking my look i did not i mean oh, it's so cute. The hair, i like it I, I like the hair that is a clip-on bang that i got out of yellow bundles that I hot glued into a different clip-on bang and I mean what people aren't seeing in this photo is I have a giant cone head underneath this yes um, right so, so it was all but my, my reveal look I, I wasn't super crazy about but you know that's okay no, I you look amazing and this hair on you I think is growing oh, under your scalp you. I'm obsessed with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I overall like I obviously enjoy the overalls because I'm still wearing them but like no, I, everything about uh, the blossom doesn't go on the stage, and it's not a clink. I don't care oh, what God. it is. Oh Same with I'm Romy. inclined to agree. Oh, that's very sweet. Same with Romy. Whether it's a green Romy, creature, I don't know. <laughs> on I don't on know their knees, <laughs> whether it's you know like a, a zombie Liza. It, both totally. of you. I'm, they're not going to hear me say anything, well, but the feelings mutual. But <laughs> uh, I am. I I will respectfully acknowledge that I have growth. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we do have one. What's we have to since we aforementioned this? Too. Oh God! Ah, uh, yes. The, the tweed, tw- the tweed twinks. What was the it now? Tweed the tweed twins. <laughs> the tweed of the twins. apocalypse. Right, right, right. No, no yeah. Um, oh I God. love. I mean, the these... tweed twinks didn't survive. <laughs> no. We survived. Amazing. Um, these matching dresses are so cute. This um, was repurposed from was. a shining 
twins costume that Topsy and I did. Cute. So this was a another use. My for that. sister, though, what are these giant fishnets? What? Yeah, <laughs> they're. I don't know if they fit the tone of this dress. Come to think of it, however. Um, you both know, of your we're both kind of doing know. statement tights actually yeah. here, which was <laughs> but, a choice. But that was kind of a thing. That's for the character. That. Yeah. yeah, that's right. the character. They're doing statement tights. Oh. They're those yeah. girlies. Well, I I do still clink because it's really cute and the color is amazing. And the hair, I, I think, on both of us. The hair you know? with the side ponytail mm. and the side bangs. People don't understand like that that this was time period right. <laughs> time period it's exactly what you were mentioning like um, we have like a rococo right time period hair from exactly 10 years from, ago from yes. 29 right. well my darlings we we sank we clanked we sure um, did we have to give a huge thank you again to Celine Latrine thank you so much for being our here. first podcast guest thank Celine you. where can people find you Oh, well, I am just Celine Latrine on Instagram, and I do all sorts of things. We have the Celine and Topsy's Tales YouTube that you can also find on my Instagram. Um, and stay tuned because I'm going to hopefully be putting out some of my own shows in person here hey. soon. So, yeah. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a true delight and honor to be here with Romy Romack and Blossom Drury, two of my favorite people the funniest, creative, most creative people on this wonderful podcast that I'm trying to remember the name of exactly. Together, we. this has been an episode of Talk, Ship, ship get, get Hip. hip. Talk, Ship, <laughs> Get... What? Hip. Talk, Ship, Get Hip. Wow. Yeah. Slay. Because you're going on a ship to steal hips from people. Right, right. right. Um, and, and that's it. Um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Stay so safe and enjoy your evening. And check your Halloween candy, everyone. Thank you so much. Happy <laughs> Easter. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Talk Ship Get Hip. You can find us online and don't hesitate to reach out with any nautical inquiries. Catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.